What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I'm a Dream Mason, a performance coach. I work with strong and successful people to boldly declare what they want, get real about what's in the way, and create the strategy and the steps for more clarity, freedom, and success in their life. Together, we get things done faster, raise the bar on your goals, improve your relationships, and get crystal clear on what you really want. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube, and please leave a review on iTunes. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and share this podcast with a friend. Now, a dream mason is a person who is brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. Now, I know we all have a dream mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner dream mason, because your dreams don't build themselves. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Accomplishment Coaching. I won't let anyone sponsor this show, but I've personally done Accomplishment Coaching, their year-long life leadership training program, and it changed my life completely. Besides giving me a new career, it supported me to improve my relationships with my family, my friends, make the most money I've ever made, find more joy, and overall live a much more powerful life. So if you're interested in coaching, transformational work, or leadership training, Accomplishment Coaching is definitely the world's finest training program. What's Let's up, get into guys, this episode. girls, human beings, everyone out there listening to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. So today, it's just me again. I hope you like it. I hope you get value when I show up and talk about some things. As I do this, I think about like, I want to be always clear. Like when I do these, you know, the things I'm presenting aren't right. They're not wrong. They're really just meant to, you know, my goal is to open our minds up to help us think about things maybe in a new way. Because if we see something in a new way, then new things become possible. So today I want to talk to you a little about fear and how it limits our lives. And I want to do this in the context of a car accident I got into. So just to kind of set up the conversation about, it's probably about a little, about a year and a half ago now, I, uh, I was driving from uh, San Diego to Los Angeles and I fell asleep while I was driving. Wasn't doing anything wrong. Didn't, you know, break any laws. I was just tired. I had been working a lot and I fell asleep. And uh, luckily I didn't hurt anyone. Thank God I didn't hurt anyone. Um, and I didn't even hurt myself. It was uh, really fortunate to have walked away from that car accident, having damaged a car, damaged some things on the freeway, but actually hurting not a single human being. So I want to get into this episode and uh, I hope you get some value and are able to see the world or light or fear or whatnot in a, in a new and different way. I was driving down the freeway and my eyes opened to the flashing lights of a traffic freeway sign, which revealed to me that I was about to crash or collide with a concrete wall. I don't remember how fast I was going or how long my eyes had been shut. But I woke up, thankfully, with enough time to pull the steering wheel to the left so I didn't hit anything head on. But the side of the car I was driving took all of the impact. 
As the car hit the sign, the wall, I wrestled with the steering wheel to try to pull the car back onto the road and prevent it from really going completely out of control. And at worst, at the moment, I was thinking, like, I can't let this car flip. The tires blew out, the axles bent, and the car stopped between the third and the fourth lanes on the 405. Now, if you're not familiar with the 405, it's a it's a freeway in California that basically runs from uh, Southern California north, and it's one of the busiest freeways in the world, especially where I was in, like, the Los Angeles area. So... I watched a group of cars pass by, barely avoiding. People swerved, people slammed on their brakes. The one thing that was crazy was nobody stopped. Not one car stopped to see if I was okay. And I realized really quickly that I was on my own, that I had to make a quick decision and and avoid actually getting hit by another car because I'm sitting on the middle of the freeway in a car that is unmovable. So I chose. I waited for another round of cars to go by and still nobody stopping, people swerving. I actually grabbed my phone, jumped out of the car, ran across the freeway. Uh, It was like a successful game of Frogger. And I made it. And I stood on the side of the freeway watching the car, watching car after car zoom past the wreck that I had left there, waiting for an impact. I mean, I, I literally felt like I was watching like a YouTube video waiting for somebody just to hit it. And it's not what I wanted, obviously, but it was like I was waiting for somebody to hit it and this thing would just like almost explode. Um, thankfully, there was no second accident. So although in the moment, you know, a year and a half ago, I almost lost my life, well, that didn't happen. What actually occurred was a breakthrough in love. My brother was the one who came and, and picked me up and as I sat in his car driving back to his house after this accident, um, he kind of put his arm around me as he was driving and I was sitting there doing a really poor job of holding back tears. Now at that point in my life, a year and a half ago, crying was not something I was comfortable doing. Um, whether I was alone or whether definitely not if I was in front of somebody and especially in front of my little brother, it, it, you know, for me, it didn't feel safe. It's a place that I wasn't comfortable being vulnerable. And, um, you know, my brother hugged me and he told me that he was happy that I was alive and not hurt. I want to actually take you guys a step back in the story. About 20 minutes prior to being picked up by him, when him and I, he was texting me to ask me if he wanted him to pick me up, I didn't answer. Like, I actually almost requested a Lyft or an Uber. And the thoughts in my mind were, I didn't want to inconvenience him. When he texted me saying he was coming to get me, my heart like sank. So even though at that moment I was standing on this dark street by a freeway overpass, the car I was driving destroyed on a tow truck flatbed next to me, a cop (laughs) kind of twice my size standing next to me taking my statement, pretty much trying to see if I was drunk or lying about anything. Um, Being alone wasn't a great option either. In my brother's car, I couldn't stop the tears from flowing. And I didn't want to cry in front of my little brother or anyone for that matter. I didn't even know I was crying. I was fine. I didn't have a scratch or a bruise on me. No one was hurt. I should be celebrating, I thought. I could have been dead. I could have been hurt badly. Or even worse, I could have hurt someone else. But despite my best efforts, 
I cried almost the entire ride back to his place. I was totally shaken. And it's weird because I didn't want to be. I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be what I thought a quote-unquote strong man should be. I really wanted to just suppress my feelings. And all this got me thinking. Why do we as a society, specifically as men, believe we cannot or should not show feelings? Why do we see vulnerability as this weakness? Why do we deny our humanity by suppressing our feelings and vulnerability? We can pretend all we want that we're strong and invulnerable. But the reality is if you love anyone, you're vulnerable. If you have a spouse, kids, friends, anyone you care about, a pet, you are vulnerable since all those things can be taken away from you. What's amazing is vulnerability is the opposite of what most of us think it is. As I pushed the tears back and I was afraid to say that I wasn't okay, I could really see that being vulnerable takes guts. It takes courage and bravery to feel human, to admit that we can't do and be and handle every single thing that happens to us. And that's not weak. It's human. After the accident, I texted people that I'd been with all weekend. I was doing this leadership training and I'd been with a group of people and I texted them sharing with them, you know, that I got in this accident. I was probably going to take a few days off and, and that I was fine and, you know, and just so they would know. And faster than I could have ever imagined, love in the form of text messages, phone calls, and voicemails started pouring in. I remember I was sitting on my brother's couch and I was like, I'd, I'd spent the night there after he picked me up and he was at work and his girlfriend who he lives with was, was at work. And I was sitting on the couch alone in the apartment watching something on TV just kind of just trying to relax. My body was a little sore. And my phone wouldn't stop going off. People I hadn't even told were messaging me and calling. Like everyone was concerned and everyone cared. I was overwhelmed. It was too much love. Way too much acknowledgement. Way too much acknowledgement. And that's weird, right? Like too much love, too much appreciation, too much happiness that I'm okay. But every time I got a new message, I heard a new voice on the phone asking me how I was or telling me how important I was to them or that they were so happy I was okay. And I started to cry again. And that's when I realized I couldn't handle or be with all the love. I couldn't be with all the affirmation. I couldn't be with what I meant to others or how important I am to them or even the impact that I've had on their lives. But why couldn't I believe it? It's kind of weird, right? Like what made it so hard to hear? As a coach and as a man with a commitment to grow, to become more and more connected with heart and love and vulnerability, I had to take a look at myself, examine myself. And what I found brought even more emotion and vulnerability. I don't feel the same way about myself. I simply don't love myself that much. I don't think I'm that important. I don't think I'm that valuable. And there's this part of me that doesn't even want to. 
there's a part of me that says it's not smart to love. It's not smart to be vulnerable. And it's definitely not smart to open your heart and let people in. Because love is scary. Love is heartbreak. Love is disappointment. Love is vulnerability. Love is dangerous. And love is a burden. If I give that much love, then it's forever expected of me. Hearing how important and impactful I am makes me think that now I have to live up to that standard all the time or else I'll be in jeopardy of losing that love. If I open myself to show that much love or emotion, it's like I have to keep doing it. If I let people love me, I have to keep doing the things that like, had them feel that love or feel that way. And that was way too much fucking pressure. No, thank you. But guess what? It's not how love works. You don't have to earn love. You don't have to be anything to get it either. You do have to make a choice to be open to receiving and giving it. Love is so powerful. It has the power to crush us, and yet it has the power to let us fly. There's this really amazing fable about porcupines. It was the coldest winter ever. Many animals died because of the cold. The porcupines, realizing the situation, decided to group together to keep warm. This way they covered and protected themselves, but the quills of each one wounded their closest companions. After a while, they decided to distance themselves from the others, and they began to die alone and frozen. So they had to make a choice. These porcupines were either going to accept the quills of their companions or disappear from the earth. Wisely, they decided to go back to being together. They learned to live with the little wounds caused by the close relationship with their companions in order to receive the warmth that came from the others. This way, this way they were able to survive. As men, we aren't vulnerable. We don't let ourselves open up to be hurt, to be crushed, to be heartbroken. We keep ourselves separate. And while I said men, I know that there are women that can subscribe to this too. Humans, I should say. Well, we don't necessarily die. Our lives are muted, muffled, and dimmed. Our lives are black and white. When we shield our love, we dampen our emotions. When we hold back our feelings and fear and avoid being with these human emotions and experiences, we dim our life and our soul. I was really good at keeping myself distant. Distance is safe. I don't get hurt. But distance is also alone. Distant has us angry at our neighbors, unable to show love or compassion to those that don't look like us. Distant makes us indifferent about people in war-torn countries and those that are starving and homeless here at home. Distant made people see me crash and had them keep driving by. Distant made me not able to ask for help from my brother and not let the natural flow of human emotions out. Distant made me unable to feel and accept love. Distant made me not even able to love myself. 
As the calls and texts kept coming in that day, I started to feel an energy and power that was flowing to me that I just didn't know how to handle. I was scared. I was out of my comfort zone. The energy of the moment matched the fear and the excitement of standing on the edge of an airplane about to skydive. I think it was actually scarier. Fear mixed with excitement. When you let go, you get freedom, peace, exhilaration, and a feel of life on a much higher level. We don't have to go do extreme sports to feel that way. We can just do the extreme and scary thing of letting love in. Giving and getting love. As Ram Das says, just love everything. When we submit to feeling and experiencing emotions, love, joy, vulnerability, fear, and sadness, we are free. And we can finally live our lives fully, experientially, in full color. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please support me in this podcast by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube. And leave a review on iTunes. And share this podcast with a friend. If you want more, or you're ready to play a bigger game and create more clarity, freedom, and success in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at inspirationalalex. Or you can reach out to me at thedreammason.com or even email me at alex at thedreammason.com. Remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.